What up, though? This is not. What up, though? This is Knockouts and Three Counts. But before we bring you another episode of Podcast Gold, let me tell you about the homies over at Michigan's Finest. Do you ever find yourself trying to get yourself together and thinking, man, this is going to be a great night, but I'm looking for that little extra something-something? Well, check out our friends at Michigan Finest. If you are into medical marijuana, rec recreational marijuana, concentrates, vapes, anything of that sort, Michigan's Finest has got you covered. And as you can see here, it's all easily done by their website. It's all curbside and you'll be in and out in two minutes. And they're family owned and operated. So customer service is their number one goal. And now since they are rocking with knockouts and three counts, use the code KO3MF. Yes, that's KO3MF. You get 10% off your entire order, but that does exclude featured items and items that are already on sale. But if you use that code, you're getting 10% off your items. And I promise you, either if you're looking for that big knockout or you're ready to hit the sheets for that three count, Michigan's Finest will get you together. Tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. And I promise you, you're going to be having a great night. Peace. This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. This good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Power! Power! We got the world champion! That might be one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts and Three Counts is the podcast, baby! It's a real deal, baby! Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. What up, though? What it is? How you feeling? Man, we have been all over the place, but man, we aren't all over the place like tonight's guest. We've got the return of our guy, the boss, Kenny Cross, before he makes his Bellator debut at Bellator 294 going down this Friday on Showtime. What's good, brother man? Aloha. Good to be back, <laughs> right, boys. Good to see I your faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aloha. Likewise, well, G. Hey, yo, I'm a older, lot of, so I had to make sure that I, I entered with that uh, saying. <laughs> got to get with the ways of the island. I like it. Yeah, it's already rubbing off on it. you, you well. Adapt, Hopefully it's man. getting you that good juju as well. Uh, all of you guys who are checking out the stream, make sure you hit that like button, share button, let everybody know uh, what time it is, where you're watching, all that good stuff. Hit the subscribe button. But like I said, man, it's been a little while since we've gotten to chat. There's a lot of things that we got to chat about. So first of all, you know, how the hell is Hawaii treating you uh, since you've been over there? Because I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty fucking jealous, first of all. But uh... <laughs> so far, I mean, you know, uh, all I can go off of is the atmosphere and, and the the weather right now. <clears throat> you know, I've been here for, what, 30 minutes, just got checked into my hotel. Casey, my fiance, and I just went and got some food, as I was discussing earlier. But, you know, just got to see a little bit of the culture already everywhere you look you know you're in fucking hawaii it's it's beautiful <laughs> even when you're cutting weight you, you can't help but say it's beautiful uh, i did i, I mean, was unaware that you had uh just flown in that recently man how's yeah dude. how's that feel how's that feel with the whole weight cut and everything leading into the uh flight so i got here um i got weighed in i'm only you know nine pounds over which is really light I've been water loading like crazy. So one of the hardest parts besides, you know, you got the long plane ride, then you got the, you got the weight cut. Those two mm -hmm. things are already in the bag. So 
I'm just going to walk around and, and smile. I got pictures later. I got more interviews. I made sure that I sent over Kyle the itinerary so I could get it in with you guys uh, immediately and, and see where, yeah, see where we could fit it in because, you know, like I was telling Kyle, this is going to be the hardest fight of my life. And, and I've been preparing likewise and I've been moving and discovering new, new places to find and craft my tools. So I didn't really want to do interviews. And I did one with uh, Rhino from Detroit. And, uh, you know, go. he was going to make me some, he was going to make me some, uh, graffiti, you know, for content. And I'm like, well, no one's ever given me anything for doing an interview. So, I mean, let's do it. And then, you know, I'm like, fuck, I told Kyle, I'm not doing any. <laughs> and then I get hit up by like four different people. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, yo, Ed Cap, run these interviews. Let's go. Uh, I mean, I, you gotta I be a man, man of the people making, making the debut. Gotta be a man of the people. Yeah, you, you guys, know. people want to know. People are going to want to see like what's going on and how I'm feeling and what it, what it feels like over here. So the least I can do is, is, you know, give back to the boys that I've been with for the longest. So let the people know how it's going. And, and you know, April 21st, everyone's going to see live on YouTube that it's going pretty good. Now, to jump back to the uh, weight cut thing, you said nine pounds. I Normally talking to you and dealing with the experiences that you have in the past. I like it, dude. Uh, a couple pounds off, that's not too bad for you. Uh, have you been focusing on that leading into camp to make sure that the diet and the, the actual weight cut isn't an issue leading into the fight or has it just kind of worked out that way due to the training? A little, a little of both. I'm keeping my eyes set on possibly making it down to 145 one day. So I just want to be strict on my diet. I want to be disciplined and be able to keep that avenue alive. If a lot of guys put on a lot of weight and you know, that 45, is gone real quick you know it's a dream it's so I'm, I'm sitting at you know a light 55er and in the whole camp I've been light and moving around big 55ers so to be able to keep my strength I'm just as strong as them and my speed and when I say I'm just as strong like no one's as strong as me I don't feel anyone ever being as strong as me and I mean unless I go and spar the heavyweights or the 185ers or the 205s or the 70s but we're not talking about that <laughs> All right, we're talking about the 55ers and under. But uh, there's some big fucking 55ers, and I'm going up against a stack Achilles Moda 200-pound fucking 155er. And I know that, you know, in this whole camp. So one of my superpowers is going to be able to lean this weight off and, and enjoy Hawaii, enjoy this whole experience, and staying positive and, and really just using my imagination for the best and, and staying in that light and kind of uh, mastering the whole process of being a fighter. And like I said, it's a lot more than fighting. Yeah, so for sure. With that and... being said, bro, I got a question for you to go off of that. So, you know, you talk about your experience and all that stuff. I mean, you've had quite the change. You're clearly living on the other, not only just on the other end of the country right now, you're also living on the other end of the country as well. So before we get to your Bellator debut this weekend, tell me about uh, – the transition that you've had, man, because, I mean, now you're training out at Extreme Couture. Um, obviously, you know, you were out there for the Ultimate Fighter. Everybody saw what happened with that. So I'm not going to tell you to go into any great details or anything like that. But can you take us through the Ultimate uh, Ultimate Fighter experience and how we ended up to where you're at now with Extreme Couture? And uh, what are you seeing as big changes since you've been out there? So about, I don't know, four or five months ago, I got noticed notified to be on the ultimate fighter and 
uh, initially I pushed it off. I didn't want to do it because it's one of the hardest ways to get into the UFC, the contract mm -hmm. shit, you know, the list goes on. You got to fight fucking three, four times and you got to be in a, a house with a bunch of guys that who knows why they're there. What's the reason? What's the why? You know, I'm not here to, to, to drink alcohol and, and act like a fool. That was my high school years. Um, so eventually I didn't get into the UFC and my manager was like, yo, ultimate fighter. I was like, fuck it. I'm in shape. I was light. Like I am now I can make weight a few times in four weeks. Once again, like that's back on the table now because I've been disciplined and I've been living like a true mixed martial artist. So anyways, um, I was, uh, I ended up making it through all of the preliminary interviews and questions and, What's one interesting thing about you and this and that? I had to tell them one of the hardest things that I ever had to go through. And, you know, I talked to, well, we'll slow it down. After I crushed the interviews, I go to Vegas. I'm at the Doubletree Resort. And uh, you walk downstairs and, and I see, like, Austin Hubbard. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, is he, is, what's he doing here, you know? And I, like, <laughs> shake hands with him. And, you know, it's it's a surreal feeling when you know that you're going up against some of these guys that you've watched fight and idolize skill sets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, you know, Austin Hubbard beat Hilly's Moda. Like, and I was planning on fighting Austin in the finals. So it's just crazy how things work out. It's a small world. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm in Vegas now for two weeks and I become the alternate, you know, hearsay because of this or because of that. At the end of the day, it wasn't right for me. And as much as I was ready for it, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't my journey. And, you know, God and higher power had something more special for me and gave me this beautiful Bellator debut in Hawaii. Um, I, after not making it and becoming an alternate, I went over to Cody Stamen's house. He picked me up, you know. Shout out to him. Thank God I had friends in, in other places. And he came through big, picked me up, literally picked me up in more than one way. I went hung out with him for a week and stayed ready for any short notice fights, staying disciplined. I almost got on the John Jones card. Uh, another fighter that became an alternate for the ultimate fighter got on the John Jones card and won, beating this undefeated guy that I was thinking I was going to fight. So that guy got his shot. Again, I'm grateful for these guys. I'm happy for them because I, I know I'm going to have my time to shine. No one can take anything away from you if you work for it. At the end of the day, it's, it's inevitable. If, if I want something more than you and I'm willing to go do more and, and, and play the part, which I feel like I do well, no one can stop me. The world can be stacked up against me, and I will find a way to weasel my way to the top. I am 28 years old. And, you know, I feel like I really just kind of started training. I feel like I'm a freshman still. And you, you see me at uh, extreme, you know, I've taken my licks as I've been here for a couple months now and leveled up tremendously. Absolutely loving it. I, in Michigan, you know, I'm that Midwest boy and, and I've carried a lot of the tools and knowledge that my coaches, Darren Cruikshank, Jason Fisher, Carol Rowe, uh, Joaquin Rodriguez over at Mer like all these guys that are OGs and they've taught me so much that now it's my time to go blossom out here with the top fighters in the world and see how I can, you know, hang with these guys. And, and I'm surprising myself every day. And for the first time in my life, I, I'm ex like more than excited when I go to bed to wake up and get in the gym and know that there's no snow 
in the fucking middle of me and <laughs> getting to my car. You know, I can go run in the mountains. It's hot. It's, it's, I'm getting tan. I can take my dogs everywhere. And yeah, my car got broken into when they stole all my gear, you know, two, three days ago. But, you know, we recouped and we got that. Dude, new boxing gloves, new shin guards, still need wrestling shoes. Iridium got hooked me up with a new bag, but dude, I left my car unlocked and they snagged my bag and ah, shit sucked. Uh, what what Vegas is some savages, what, what bro. Perfect timing, bro. But I got these new gloves right here, dude. Oh my yeah. god, my That's favorite nice. colors too. I'm with it. So nice. <laughs> Blessing and I think, I think, yeah. I think one, thing, one thing though that's really important that you really I feel like you are focusing on you are savoring the moment you have put in the work to get to where you at and things happen like you said God has a plan for everything you do man one door shuts another one opens I feel like you're really savoring the moment right now you know you're blessed you know you got the talent now it's time yeah. to shine dude and I think you yeah. got this like I said man we're we're just happy to have you still here with us you just landed in Hawaii. You're talking to us. One of the first things you do, I think that's badass. So we appreciate that. I appreciate it, man. You guys have, uh, you know, gave me a platform to speak my mind and, you know, to make the most of any opportunity. And you guys, you know, you might not be the top of the game today, but who knows what happens tomorrow and, and the connections that you guys are going to make and and vice versa for myself. So trying to like carry that uh, Michigan mana over here to Hawaii, and I'm going to see how many people can <laughs> fuck with it. Like, I'm not here to drain energy. I'm here to bring energy. And mm-hmm. I've been watching some studies on how you get to live for 14 years as a kid. And then you got to work for 60 years as a man just to retire. So you can enjoy 20 to 30 for me, 40 more years of retirement. But the huge piece of that right there was your work. So if you're mm-hmm. not having fun, if you're not enjoying that, if you're not trying to strive and you know, you got some people aren't as blessed and they have to make that kind of, you know, paycheck and commitment. And but right now I'm just living. I've lived my life to my sole purpose and, and, and my plan. And and now everything's just coming in abundance of, of gratitude so that I can put that on to my people because I feel so lucky. And and now I'm in Hawaii and I, I'm going to soak it up. This is the first time in my entire life that I, I have this really good grasp of my emotions and and where my head's at and how much work I've done and how skilled I really am. And in fighting, it's so strict and it's so confiding and it's so hard to breathe thinking about the fight. And people, a lot of people, you know, they're not even fighters. They just, they just found themselves here. And I was one of those guys, like I, I wasn't a huge fighter as a kid. I was always scared, but I knew I could do it. Now I'm a creature of uh, habit. I'm a creature of habit. I'm in that. I'm in that gym sparring with the best in the world all week with great coaches. And not that I didn't have that before, but it's just top level 55ers. I never really had a bunch of high caliber training partners that were my weight. Of course, I had a bunch of 70s and 85 studs, but. You know, now having guys that are a little bit bigger than me, but 55ers, it really gives me a good look at what the rest of the world has. I know you were talking about that before you had made the move. That uh, that was the one thing that you had uh, kind of had issue with was the fact that you could, you were struggling to find people your size to train with. And now moving to Vegas, man, it you literally inserted yourself in what is arguably the biggest uh, fight camp 
in all of America, basically. Mm -hmm. And with the amount of fights that happen in Vegas on such a regular basis, I'm sure it's got to be a revolving door of people that come in there to train for a week or whatever the case because of the fact that, oh, I'm in town for two weeks because I'm fighting in a month or whatever the case. You know, like there's got to be so many different looks that you get in a place like that, that especially in the position that you're in right now where you are still building your name, making your Bellator debut and stuff like that. I'm sure some of the looks that you're able to get in a place like that with some of the top level talents got to be insane. So it was like two, three, four, four weeks in, say like a month in and I'm sparring and here at extreme, like everyone goes the day before or before practice and they, and they pick out who's their five rounds or you can go more, but you, everyone's like, all right, who's got a two and a three open. So I was sparring and I was like into my third round and Chris Curtis, he's in the cage and he wants my sparring partner. He's like, Hey, get over here. And and the kid, and he looks back and he's like, Whoa. And Chris is like, do you have a fight? And I'm like, yes. He's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, just take him. Just take him. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want no beef. And, and that's the kind of thing it's where, like, uh, there's a heavyweight, Tim. I don't even know his last name, but he's on this card. He was just on the same flight, and he's from Extreme. Tim Johnson. I'm like, babe. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Tim Johnson. I'm like, babe, I think that's my teammate back there. And so we get off, and I start chatting with him. That's the first time I've talked to him, and I've seen him at practice a bunch. But I, I was like, dude, I'm like, babe, I don't fuck with those heavyweights. Like, there's so many good guys in caliber that it's like, you're not even allowed to give compliments to people that are so superior to you. So you have to work your way into these kind of, you know, places. Like there's a, there's a way, there's a method to your madness and there's a right and a wrong way to get into a gym, create friends. And a lot of it's going to start with your, uh, your, uh, weight, your weight class. And if you just get your ass beat and you don't show up the next, you know, couple days, they're never going to like you. But if you're consistent, and you can win or lose, but if you're consistent, they're going to start fucking with you. And so that's how you kind of start reaching out and creating your pool of friends. And, and then they give more and then you start doing better. And so that's I haven't made my way to talking to the heavyweights because they're a little <laughs> further down the mat. There's so many people and there's so many amazing fighters. Like I'm meeting all these guys that I've idolized and and I'm not even taking pictures with more than half of them you know it's crazy because i all i want to do is take a picture with them but at the end of practice i'm fucking sweaty and tired and i got so much out of it and i had so much fun that a picture doesn't matter like i want a picture perfect performance Mm -hmm. that's what matters it's more about being in the room with those guys learning the techniques and stuff you want to take pictures of that type of stuff in the mind yeah get that, (laughs) that type of stuff down you know yeah. But I forget who we were talking to. I think it might have been Gil, Kyle. Do you remember that where he was saying that that the uh, the 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 way the training is there is that it's uh, it because there is so many guys in there at a given time that the the weight classes are really like you say kind of separate sides of the room. Like, yeah, man. Legitimately, like all right, you boys over here and all you guys over here, and like we run There's... drills now. These guys are sparring. All right, they're done sparring. Now we're sparring. They're running drills. Like there's a whole whole different time zone for like uh 45ers and under or 55ers and under. I think it goes like that. Cody was saying that it's like 45ers to bantamweight and then 55ers up to heavyweight. I'm like, 
I want 45ers, 55ers, and maybe not huge. Like, I'm like trying to get in there a little bit early, go with the smaller guys. You know, I'm like, I'm just as, dude, these 45ers, 10 pounds heavier than me. They're bigger than me. So not only am I training and in, in learning like the best techniques that I'm like impressing myself, and but I'm learning the ins and out of, of weight cuts and, and picking the brains of, uh, Jeremy Kennedy, like fucking number three featherweight in Bellator. And he's teaching me these single hand, like submissions. And he's got me like this. And I'm like, that. And he does it like four times in a row. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like, teach me this. And he's, you know, they're all giving and, and gracious. And that's just kind of like the fighter's thesis. Like if you're a good fighter and you, and you have a good life, you're going to be one of the nicer guys. I feel like you're going to be more one of the giving guys and you're going to want to help people. And and that's kind of where I'm at now. And I see it everywhere and it's just beautiful. Well, to go off of that, dude, you mentioned uh, getting to train with guys like Jeremy Kennedy over there in Bellator. Tell me about Bellator. What made Bellator the stop as opposed to like PFL and one FC. And now we're seeing all these other promotions that are popping up. What made Bellator um, the right pick with that? And uh, how do you feel you stack up in the 155-pound division in Bellator? I've always thought Bellator was top two. You know, one started making their break over here in America, and they could be number one. I don't know. And UFC could be number two due to numbers or some shit and how many people that one reaches. But I've always seen Bellator as, like, my second choice, my Mm -hmm. top two. And UFC kept stringing me along and, you know, I got to make some money and I got to make some moves. And and you, you tapped me with Honolulu, Hawaii. I mean, I'm packing my bags. So yeah, there was a bunch of different reasons and I was just really sick of waiting. I've been working so hard in the gym that the world needs to see what I have to offer before, before it's just like gone, before my window's done, before I almost just like, I don't know. I've been training and doing so well in the gym. It's, it almost like it counts. It does add up, but what really counts is your last performance. And my last performance, I threw one jab and this dude started wrestling me and it became a whole wrestling match. And I did no wrestling practice. I still won coming off a bad injury and long layover. So I feel like I haven't fought in a long time as much as I've hit people in the face and kicked them and taken them down and all that in the gym for the last two years. I haven't had a whole lot of cage time, and, and I'm getting, like, impatient. I'm chopping at the bit. Understandable I like so, it, man. And like you, like you say, you're really hitting that uh, athletic prime and stuff like that. And if you want to, you know, make a run towards the upper echelon of the division and stuff, yeah, you kind of got to hit while the iron's hot, for sure, mm-hmm. in that circumstance. And, you know, if, yeah. if what you say is true, you know, you're making waves and stuff in the uh, training room, then what time is better than now? Uh, you exactly, know, bro. I agree with your your determination on the whole Bellator thing. I feel like Bellator has been in that place for a really long time where they've been the number two. They're starting yeah. to get a little bit of competition, I feel like, with the whole the fact that the one, one's making a push and PFL is doing their thing. But Bellator does really good work with the fact that, like, these Hawaii cards, their um, uh, work over in Europe, the fact that they're always throwing cards over in Ireland and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like they, they've done a really good job of expanding their brand uh, where they can, I feel like. And they've also done a really good job as of late as of uh, signing as much top-tier talent in the mm-hmm. uh, free agent market as they can. A lot of people that are still 
like kind of in your spot where they're they're talent but they're unproven talent and they have the mm-hmm. ability to still really grow their name under the bellator banner and i feel like that's oh yeah what the bellator is starting to concentrate more on uh, I wish I had some names to actually list off here, but I remember like our buddy Bobby Nash here. making his way back to Bellator yeah, after Nash, his UFC they, they run. There's like, plenty of people coming in there, bro. Like Miles Jury off of his UFC and... run, come back in there. Well, I'm saying just in the last couple months, they've been rattling off some like high tier signings and stuff. So they're they're definitely trying to make moves in the in the younger talent thing, and, and I they think got, that's why uh, they got some professionals you know that are o and o mad max my boy i met out here he's making his uh bellator debut professional fight debut so they do kind of cool things like that where they're growing these guys and you know in their promotion and already labeling and they've always been good for that too okay yes yeah i didn't know that and that's why it's like so it's funny you say that you mentioned fisher you mentioned fisher when fisher fought for bellator when he fought david rickles like bro you had um all kinds of Michigan guys were on that card. Tony Hervey and Fisher fought a few fights later. You had, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Bozzi um, fought. Eric oh, Ramirez, Bozzi. Like, you had a whole bunch of guys that all were on those Bellator cards. Uh, Ryan Pokrivka. You had a lot of bunch of guys from back in the day that were getting on those when they were fighting at CompuWare and fighting at Storing Eagle and when they would fight mm-hmm. at Caesars Windsor yeah. and all that. So Bellator's always really been good for that but you know you mentioned austin hubbard you mentioned that he already has gotten in there and banged with your opponent this friday so tell me about that what are your thoughts on Killy's mota how do you how do you like the matchup how do you like him for a first opponent and how do you see this fight going he's a fucking killer you know he's one of the best that bellator has to offer and that's exactly what i want i want a formidable opponent someone to challenge myself some i mean you know he's 80 80% 80% votes right now that he's going to win. There's nothing better than making my friends some money, being the dog <laughs> and proving, you know, a lot of people wrong and, and, and making it look easy on top of you're supposed to lose. I'm going to come out and make it look easy. And that's, it's just going to, you know, send me further into superstardom, but I want these tough challenges. Uh, I'm not going to shy away from, the the most resistance and like i used to do back in high school um, i'm gonna find the the hardest guy in the training room and i'm gonna have him get me better and you know now i'm really gonna make my run after, after i beat Killy's moda i'm gonna make a statement and i'm gonna give these people a little of that midwest zest Speaking of shout out to the one fc champ jared, jared brooks, brooks. Yeah, down for the mitten, Jared. Man, we got to have your debut on the show one of these days, too. You know, speaking of Michigan quotes, let's talk about the quote herself, Clarissa Shields. Shout out to her getting it popping mm-hmm. at Little Caesars, which you can check out bits and pieces of that on the channel. Um, hell yeah, dude. And that's another good thing, dude. It's just great to see Michigan on the map, bro. Like, like we just said, you know, Jared's doing his thing in 1FC. You got Cody Stamen, who's already out there with you. You're over here in Bellator. I mean, Jamal's even if guys money, right, I was going to say money, right? Money I was getting there next, but I was what I was getting at is all the people that left. Even if head. you leave, even if you leave, to me, it's Michigan born and bred, bro. So, like, if you're leave, even if you leave Michigan, I don't give a shit if you go train in Vegas, California, Florida, wherever the fuck you're at. 
I love seeing the Michigan guys uh, prosper. And hell yeah, Jamal yeah. Hill, who's about to get it on probably with Alex Pereira next. That's going to be a fucking banger. How do you oh, like yeah. that fight, dude? Pereira and uh, Jamal Hill. Jamal, I go Jamal all day. Yeah. You think they skip Yuri, though? And just, you think they skip Yuri and just throw straight Pereira in there, huh? Oh, oh I, do. I, th- I think they done. gave him that we so that he it. didn't get his 85 shot again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that, was kind of, that was kind I of a lean. Stay away from 85, all right? Yeah. Either, either fight, I feel like, is awesome fucking striking. You see Henry Cejudo just uh, trying to get that fight so bad for uh, Alex Pieta. Yeah. He's like, bro, yeah. you need to get it back. Your kid. You know, I'm like, I'm like, let these dudes, they're grown ass men, bro. Like, let them handle it. It's just, it is honestly a little weird to me since we're on that topic, though, that they're going to end that uh, rivalry now where it kind of seems like Israel is the winner. And Izzy got an immediate rematch. Even though he's three in the long, you know, in the whole grand scheme of it all, but. The way that the ending kind of seems, it seems like Izzy's the grand winner of it all because it's a, now it's done. But yeah, I, man, it's I mean, weird. You know how you know how movie roles go. What what if Perea goes up there, and grabs the the two hundred five strap eventually, and then Izzy is his boogeyman now, follows Whoa. his ass up. He already yeah. cleaned out. Switch, switch, switch it up. Switch it all. him up there and go yeah. snag that belt too. We're talking. He would, cinema yeah, he would have to. He yeah. would have to. I'd watch it. Full I mean, Andy could avenge his last shot at the 205 belt, too, with the way that fight went with Jan, dude. I mean, go back That's up true. there and fight a guy who you already know you knocked out. Now you get another chance at that champ championship. Yeah. Is he? Boy, is he I so can see that. Fighting Jan. He looked tiny when he yeah, fought Jan. Dude. It's crazy. Maybe that's why, like, Alex Piero's, like, just that weight cut is fucking crucial, like, brutal. And maybe it's just not worth it. That's kind of how yeah. I felt too. Is like Pereira wouldn't lose again, but at the same time, I don't know, man. Is he once he he really? I I don't know if I believe the whole possum. I thing think they not. know that too. I, oh, I, how he I said, think I yeah, no matter. He, what he definitely kept his eye on him and threw a solid counter mm-hmm. shot when the shot when, was available, though. So when it's that like knee you can, came up, yeah, when, he look, knee, when he threw that knee and he was leaning away, it, it's almost like oh fuck, like I have to yeah. throw now because he's throwing knees and elbows, and and he just yeah. he like. Poked him with that one and and smoked him with the two and then did it again yeah. off the cage. It's you know, that the second one was bro. precise though because the way yeah. he hit him in the same Instinct. exact spot back to back straight. Well, it's like bam bam. Guess what? <laughs> he knows Alex Pierre is gonna get hit and he's gonna look back in because he's so strong. So he knew his head was gonna be there again. Like Pierre gets hit and he stays there. So he got smoked. Yeah. Came back smoked again. I don't if they fought yeah, again. Dude. I bet I bet he would kind of get the fuck out sometimes. Yeah. yeah Do you think he would have been as aggressive as he was in the uh, last fight? Because that was the biggest thing that jumped out to me. He was so aggressive. You, yeah. Right, because you watched the fight before that where he got the knockout. I mean, really, for the first round, round and a half, he really wasn't throwing like that, and it really wasn't until Izzy really kind of turned up the pressure on him where he's like, okay, I got to start getting these shots back where Pereira really started to open up. Where this last fight, he came out just ready to fucking put it on him. And I wonder if that, you know, played as much into it 
I wonder if they do get to run that back again, whether it ends up being at 85 or 205, if it ends up yeah. playing out that way. But I mean, dude, that's one of the best parts about fights is when you can get a series of fights like that, because it's like, yeah. you know, for those of uh, our fans who watch pro wrestling and all that, bringing the pro wrestling into it, damn it. Now you got a story to it. You got a story yeah. to it. You got a reason yeah. for these guys to fight. You know, Izzy with the thing with uh, Prayer's Kid. Uh, shout out Darren McCarty from the Red Wings getting in there. And he, like D-Max said, don't give me a reason to want to fight you again. He's like, bro, if I was Izzy, yeah. I'd have been remembering that shit. He goes, to me, I looked at it like the Claude Lemieux fight at the Joe. And I just, as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, you ain't, you ain't wrong, bro. <laughs> you, think, you think the fact that uh, – uh, the fact that Jamal Hill took the belt off Glover, the uh, friend slash coach of Te- of Tahera, is that any inspiration for the move up as well? I feel like that might that, might have. Uh, I mean, I well. think he wants to get some get back, but I feel like the UFC kind of. I feel like the UFC kind of was like, you know, if you go to 205, we'll give you this title shot real quick. <laughs> hey, but not not a little not a bad little spice to add to the story though. Shit, I mean, yeah, we're doing. Yeah. They right can manipulate here. that footage, as you saw when he was cornering him, and he kind of like stare, like looks at Jamal. <laughs> yeah, and, that look and at they the end. Cue the yeah. music, you know. It's like, oh, <laughs> the fight's been lined up ever since this one moment where he looked him in the eye. <laughs> like they've been watching to try to forever. steal that belt. Yeah. Well, speaking of what's next for people, bro, you know, you talked about 45, you know, did you get to see that Holloway fight? And uh, what do you think's next for Max at 45, dude? Because, I mean, he's really got talking about booking yourself into a corner. I mean, when you really think about it, now he took out the young buck on his way up. He's at number two. Really, there's not much the UFC is going to do with him because he's either got to get another title shot or what do you do other than keep having him fight bold like as the gatekeeper, you know? <laughs> I'd love to see it, but that's what I'm saying. Outside of a title shot, there's nothing really, at least at 45, there's only about one of two options for Holloway. So what do you think about yeah, I mean, his uh, performance, and what do you think we see next, bro? I thought he was going to actually do better against that guy. I thought he was going to use um, – what was the guy's name that he was fighting? Arnold, Arnold Allen. Allen. Arnold Allen. I thought Arnold's footwork was going to be too slow, and uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Holloway, it went back and forth. It was a good performance. I mean, Holloway's the man. I thought he was just going to make it uh, like a clean, clean, easy, unanimous. Kelly like, Cater style where it was almost Yeah, yeah. Like, I just yeah. didn't think that kid was ready to hang with him. And he proved me wrong. That Allen dude's a fucking stud. So that was a great fight. And I think the only time will tell. The longer he uh, has to recoup with that Bolkanowski fight, the more interest will be behind it again. But if you, you, you can't argue with that, there, Jared, he definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. better. I, than I, I can't thought. argue with that. He's, Dude, he's like stuck in there. The, I mean, don't get me. Uh, oh, no, we lost him. I feel like that's been the. <laughs> Kenny will be back in a theme. second. That's been the reoccurring theme coming off of the, uh, the fights on Saturday, though, is Arnold Allen is better than everybody thought. He, he is that guy potentially. And I feel yeah. like this is kind of like his uh, Yair Rodriguez moment where Yair lost to Holloway. Same thing. The fight was way more competitive than people expected, though. And now look at Yair. What, two years later, he's holding interim strap and he's about to fight Volkanovski and potentially maybe get that Holloway matchup back if he ends up defeating Volkanovski, which with the size advantage and stuff, as much as Volkanovski has looked damn near unstoppable, 
who knows, maybe he's still thinking about that Islam fight too hard or something like that and isn't taking Yair serious. And Yair's dangerous as shit. I mean, it doesn't even matter if he takes him serious or not. Yair's just dangerous with the right. way he fights. So I, I mean, other than I'm excited for that much. We see too. him go up. Like you said, he kind of backed himself in the corner here in that division. Could we see him bump up, though, to the next weight class? What is Bantamweight? Who, and take on, yeah. I mean, there's some killers up. There's some. There'd be some great fights up there. You got guys like no. You mean lightweight? He'd be going to lightweight. Yeah, he moved up to 55, and he tried to do the Poirier thing. And that Poirier thing, I I think, kind of showed him that hey, I got put in here with somebody that wasn't going to try to take me down, was going to allow me to implement my game as long as you know I was able to keep my rhythm and stuff. And that was not the case. Poirier was able to outstrike him, outpower him throughout the whole fight. And I feel like that's what kept Holloway at 45 for as long as it did. Because he's been talking about making that move to 55 for fucking three, yeah. four years now. And as a f- huge fan of Max, I agree. I feel like there's a ton of fun and winnable fights for him up at 55. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that's his path right now, man. I honestly feel like he's he's. I think he wants on one more shot at Volk, though. I, that's what I was going to say, dude. He probably wants that legacy fight against Volk again and just – you know, it, it, it's just one of those. It's like the DC John Jones thing. You know, we love to see it, but it ain't it ain't a rivalry unless you can beat him. Like we were talking about last week, man. So he's got to get it. It's just, he's got one more chance, and that's it. If he gets that chance, who's to say he even gets that chance? Right. Well, we're gonna get into it more and talk about it on a later show. But I was also gonna get Kenny's thoughts on uh, the upcoming fight that we've got between Henry Cejudo. And uh, Aljamain Sterling coming back up on May 6th. We'll get into that. Um, I'm going to take a guess and say Kenny's phone might have died on this one, but I just texted him the link so he can come back. Hey, in man. There. He's got a lot going on, but man. We had yeah, it. Right, yeah. we, right man. The man's flying across the country agree. getting ready to bang. Yeah, I greatly, greatly time. gracious with that time, too, to be straight into the hotel and straight into the yeah. interview, man. Shout out, Kenny, for that. That. that yeah. The respect on that one for sure. Hell yeah, we'll Just see like, if we get uh, Kenny to jump back up in here in a second. But uh, Jay Bone, since we've been talking so much about the fight game with uh, Clarissa Shields and uh, what she's got going down here in the city, you've got uh, Kenny making his debut here in Bellator this Friday on Showtime, which I will be watching. Make sure you are as well. Don't forget what uh, else is this weekend, too. You got fucking Ryan Garcia BK- versus Tank Davis. Fucking and you got BKMT as well. I Trust me. We were going to get to that. You know, I was talking to uh, Hannah Gabriels about that. Tell me, what, what? how do you guys see this fight? Because this fight's going to go one of two ways. Either Ryan's going to get on his bike and wear Tank out and then maybe be able to get him later on, or Tank's going to do what Tank does and be a damn Tank. So uh, <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on uh, Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia? Because I'm not going to lie, bro. Something in me just says that Tank is on that level right now. Um, I, I, had, I think I think Ryan Garcia has the skill to beat him for sure. Like he mm-hmm. has the ability to beat him. There's definitely a chance he can beat him. Uh, my only thing is this though. Like I wonder if he's going to be able to make it through Gar- uh, Tank's power, you know, to make it to those later rounds. Because I feel like for Ryan Garcia to win, whether this is by a decision or even if it's by a late round knockout. Garcia is going to have to do this in the later rounds, I feel like. 
That's really? just my See, my my thought going into this one. I feel like the big the big thing with me is not only well let me preference this. <laughs> Tank has fought bigger, taller, lengthy guys before, right? And he's fought guys with power, he's fought guys with speed. I don't know if his he's shit died, I called with, it. I don't know if he's fought a a guy with a combination of all three. Ryan Garcia is going to be longer. He's going to have power, probably not to the same level of tank, but he definitely possesses power in there. He's knocked out plenty of people in the early rounds, not even where it's like an exhaustion thing. He's he's gotten plenty of people out there with one punch. And he carries that speed, man. And I think the speed thing is going to be the big advantage with the uh, length being implemented in this fight, man. I feel like Ryan Garcia is going to come out here and shock the world a little bit. I mean – to your point, Kyle, I don't think everybody's necessarily doubting him like it's an unwinnable thing or something. But I just – I feel like he's going to really surprise some people going into this fight, man. I think everybody's more game on the fact that Tank's, you know, knocked some people out. and You know, not just some people, but he's fought the top-level talent of the division. And now that – it's just such a good thing for boxing for these two to finally be – taking each other on uh, i love these type of matchups for boxing i mean we never really get to see this stuff where it's two you know younger guys that are both belt holders uh taking each other on as of lately boxing's done a better job of that but I, i'm genuinely excited for this fight i was talking to you kyle earlier on the phone and i was saying out of all the uh fights leading into this weekend that's the one i'm looking forward to the most i want to see uh it's a it's a big uh, it's a big moment, and as mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people have uh, talked about, I feel like for boxing, the uh, one thirty five. Papa Cross, what's good? The the one thirty five weight class for boxing has just been blowing up as of lately, and they have a ton of good stars down there, young guys, and for them to start taking each other on like this and really going for who's gonna like reign supreme, uh, I you gotta love to see that shit, man. Can't yeah. wait for this pay per view come Saturday. And it's real boxing too. It's not. It's not the YouTuber yeah. boxing. This is yeah. some real shit right here, man. No, it's exciting. And like you said, it's good for the sport. Finally, we're getting a we're getting a real real boxing match here, dude. So, like you said, it's good for boxing. I'm I'm kind of with Kyle on this one though, man. Mm-hmm. I think I think Garcia's got he's got to withstand the power of Tank, dude. If he can, like you say, in the later round, not saying that he can't finish it early. It could go either way early. But I think as the fight goes on and it progresses, I I really do think it is it does favor Ryan Garcia because with the speed, the speed lasts, the power don't. You know what I mean? So we'll see, man. It's, it's an exciting fight, but definitely a, it's like a flip of a coin for me. I, it's, we're gonna find out Saturday. That's the most exciting. Part. Damn! So I'm the Lone Ranger on Tank Davis, bro. We're gonna have to see how this plays out. You got Tank Davis and them going at it. You got the UFC with Curtis Blades and Pavlovich. And then you got the BKFC on uh, the 21st as well with Kenny. And you got two Bellator cards. You got Liz Carmouche defending her belt with uh, uh, on Kenny's card. And then night two, you got Rafion Stotts and him in the lightweight. Dude, fights fucking galore in this bitch. Fights galore. You should not be bored Fights galore. And then they're giving me a microphone next weekend. For lights out, talking about the bantamweight division, Austin Bashy, the young killer, getting in there. Lights out championship, Wayne uh, Hype Athletic Center, 
it's gonna be on and popping in this motherfucker, man. But uh, I don't know, boys. I feel like I have uh, flattened my gums more than enough uh, for the day. Shout out to uh, Kenny the Boss Cross. He's getting ready to go do his thing and do his checkout and take some pictures. And uh, I need you to take shout a picture to, and hit that subscribe button. Shout out to so that you don't miss anything. Too. Hell yeah. Shout out to the champ, Jared Brooks, man. I just shot him a yeah. message. Hopefully we can bring uh, Jared to the show soon. Definitely got to show love for all the Michigan guys, bro. It's dope to, uh, you know, see Michigan surviving, prospering, all that stuff. Check him out over there in 1FC. Fuck around and find out. Uh, shout out to the Gawot. It was uh, it was a good day today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you check out Kenny April 21st on Showtime for Bellator MMA. And in the meantime and in between time, hit that motherfucking subscribe button. Peace.